Hello and welcome to this week's audio edition of Fourth Day Letters distributed by Broken Door Ministries. My name is Brian Pusateri and this week's message is Partakers in the Divine. Jesus gave his followers tall marching orders when he said, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. He followed that up with, Be perfect just as your heavenly Father is perfect. Is Jesus challenging us to be godlike? In fact, he is. Find out what this means in your life. Lent gives us an ideal time to ponder the big questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? Today, I want to explore the third question. Where am I going? Said differently, what is my destiny? I hope you will find this message theologically thought-provoking and challenging. This topic is essential to our destiny as Christians, and yet it is rarely discussed. Anytime Jesus says, you have heard that it was said, he's about to shake things up. He's about to up the ante and raise the bar. Many religions teach that people should love their neighbor. Clearly, that is a good premise to live by. After all, how hard is it to love those who love you? Jesus' teachings take us to a new, never-seen-before level, and he demonstrated his teachings through his cross-centered life. Here are some of those teachings. Offer no resistance to one who is evil. Turn the other cheek to one who strikes you. Give your cloak to one who asks for your tunic. Walk two miles when asked to walk one. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Be perfect as God is perfect. Oh my, this is radical stuff. I can't speak for you, but these teachings seem impossible to achieve. They seem superhuman. These teachings indicate that the goal of a Christian is to become godlike. Is that even possible? Is this call to become godlike scripturally sound? Or is this some form of new age thinking? Let's find out. The teaching of becoming godlike is biblically sound. This is nothing new. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, we are taught that through knowledge of Jesus Christ and through his glory and power, we may, and I quote, come to share in the divine nature, end quote. This was taught in the earliest days of the church by St. Irenaeus, and confirmed in teachings of St. Augustine and Thomas Aquinas. In fact, every Sunday, Catholic priests say this prayer, By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. As Christians, we are all called into the divinization process. Jesus' teachings are unlike any other moral philosopher. Nearly all religions call their followers to live upright moral lives. Jesus gives his followers a higher calling. He calls us to nothing less than to be divinized. We are called to share in the life of God. Certainly, God wants to save us from our sinfulness. That is why he sent his only begotten son. He also wants to transform us through grace so that we can be partakers in the divine. Let me state this as clearly and concisely as possible. We are not God, and we never will be. We will not one day become a God, as some religions teach. Divinization is also not some type of restoration back to a lost godliness, as some faiths believe. Divinization 
is a type of spiritual metamorphosis, a conversion through grace that prepares us to one day partake in God's divine life. Okay, enough of the theological heavy stuff. What does this mean for you and me today? How can we, while on this side of death, participate in the life of God? We are called to grow our faith through virtue, knowledge, self-control, endurance, devotion, mutual affection, and love. Divinization takes place in stages. We must go through a purgative process. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we must be purged of our passions and sinful ways. We must grow in our knowledge and understanding of God. The divinization process also takes place within the church. We are transformed and divinized through active participation in the body of Christ. When we love others as ourselves, when we are forgiving, when we care for the poor, needy, hungry, homeless, sick, or imprisoned, when we show compassion, and in general, when we act in a Christ-like manner, we are, in our human way, participating in the divine life. It might surprise you to find out that one of the primary paths to divinization is found in our spiritual struggles. Most often, it is the broken areas of our life that force us to our knees and cause us to repent and acknowledge our utter dependence on Jesus to save us from the power of sin. At times like these, we place our faith and trust in Jesus and strive to live more like him. In conclusion, we cannot achieve a state of full holiness and perfection during our earthly life. We can, however, hold on to the understanding that the divinization process, which began at baptism, leads us towards a time when we will, after our death, come to share more fully in God's divinity. And that indeed will be a glorious day. Now will you please pray with me? Heavenly Father, shape me, mold me, and transform me in this life so that one day I may more fully share in your divinity. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I am Brian Pusatiri. I invite you to visit me at brokendoorministries.com. There you can click the link to contact me. I love to hear from my listeners. You can also invite me to your church to put on a retreat or purchase my book, Blessed, Broken, and Scared. Please join me next week for the newest audio edition of Fourth Day Letters. Until next week, remember to be the door, no matter how broken you may be, through which others can enter to encounter Christ. May God's blessings be with you.